You are listening to Mujer Vagabunda, a special season of Migrant Stories, raising awareness of Migrant Day celebrated in December 18. The stories are real, the names were changed to protect their personal privacy and identities, and all the stories were published with the consent of the teller. Welcome to another episode of Mujer Vagabunda. My name is Marcela, and today we are going to tell the story of Anna, a woman who decided to leave her country in Mexico to go to Germany and grow her pig farm business. But once she moved, her life made an unexpected twist. It all started in 2014. I had just turned 21 years old and I had just finished a three-year romantic relationship and a family friend who lived, or who lives, I don't know for sure, in Germany had invited me several times to take courses of butcher shop in Germany. At that time, I supported my father in a management office and this friend of my mother suggested that we join together to have a pig farm since he knew everything related to raising and my mother and I had contacts and we knew what procedures to do to make it. This is how my mother and I also invested and the three of us started the business together. A bio pig farm in Conaca de Pec, Morelos. And with the desire to expand our profits because the farm was growing, he had the idea that I learned more about the subject and I specialized in offering German cuts and sausages in Mexico. Driven by the breakup, I thought that if I ever did it, that was the moment. I have always been a very rational person who thinks about things a lot, but perhaps the sadness I felt prevented me from stopping and realizing that this way of being helped me make better decisions. The memory of my ex-partner telling me that I didn't make decisions quickly weighed heavily on me, so I accepted the invitation and within a week, I was talking, taking the flight to Germany. When I arrived, I discovered that the courses were only taught in German, since the group in English was not able to form. But since I took such a long trip and really wanted to carry out the German sausage project, I enrolled in a language school to learn as much as possible in the 90 days that I was allowed to be in Germany without the visa, to later return with a visa to study battery. In the German course, I met a Greek, with whom I fell blindly in love and he asked me to marry him. Today, I do not understand what he was looking for in our relationship. The fact is that I returned to Mexico for my marriage visa. We fell in love. As I was saying, I consider myself a person who usually takes time to do things well, and obviously I asked him what he wanted from his life, if he wanted to get married, if he wanted children, etc., and I explained what I expected in a relationship. He seemed to have his priorities clear and told me that he wanted the same as me, get married, have children, a family, and improve, since he had not studied a degree and worked in the McDonald's. Since I was in love, 
I thought that we could get ahead if we supported each other. My visa process took six months and I was finally granted it on April 14, 2015. We got married in Köln, Germany. Only my mother attended this wedding because my parents are divorced and cannot see each other. On behalf of my now ex-husband, only his best friend attended since his parents are also divorced and he commented that his father already had another family and his mother was crazy. I tried to convince him to invite her since if everything went well, it would be his only wedding and he might regret it. So he invited her, but his mother never attended. I later found out the real reason. While in Germany, I enrolled in the integration course. I sold everything I had in Mexico to start from scratch with my husband. I wanted to have as much savings as possible while I adapted. I found a job or at least my ticket plane back if things went wrong. I sold my properties and my part of the business that I had with my mother and her friend. I did not think about keeping it as insurance for me. Well, my biggest dream was to have a family and a stable job. Some situations happened, and I should have taken them as a prediction of what would come, but I could not see it. For example, that as soon as I arrived, I had to pay three months of rent that my ex-partner owed, and I did it with great pleasure, because I knew his situation. Our plan was that when I found a job, he would start his degree, so I thought, today, as long as I have, I have to support my husband. But the moment my savings ran out, the nightmare began. It should be noted that most of my money went to rents and essential things for the house and for living. My financial solvency went away faster than I could have gotten a job. They did not hire me because I had too much preparation to work in McDonald's, for example. But they did not validate my title as a psychologist. It is a long and expensive process for which I no longer have funds. Nor did they hire me in other places, because I did not speak good German. The situation got so bad that he stopped buying groceries, left for days without even telling me or I knew where he was, and obviously left me penniless. Unfortunately, there I began to realize that he did not think like me, and he never remembered the support I gave him without thinking about it at first. Among the horrible things he told me, I remember very well. If you want to eat, work, even as a prostitute. And in one occasion, when I was crying desperately because they didn't give me a job and I didn't even have money to go back to Mexico, he told me, you have so much faith, where is your God now? As making fun of me and my beliefs. very frustrated because it was not that I did not want to work but that despite putting in thousands of job applications they never called me. I went to Caritas, to women's shelters and all many institutions were told that they can help us and nothing. They all say talk to your husband, go back to your country, 
or that by not having children, he had no responsibility towards me. I did not want to give up. I was very ashamed to return to Mexico with empty hands after having left everything for a relationship that turned out to be a fraud. Finally, one day, at the job centers, the server gave me a pass for a more advanced German course after I told him about my situation and told him that I did not want anything given away or to lead off the state, but that if I continue like this, I will literally starve to death and sadness. I said, please give me a job because it is the only thing I need to manage by myself. I think that made him see that was what was the reality and what was happening was really out of my control. The course lasted four months and while I was taking it, I was contacted by a Chinese company that has offices in Germany and they hired me to look for Spanish-speaking clients. That time was hard because before I was hired by the Chinese company, my ex-partner left for a week and left me alone with no money. In that week, I got worse than ever, depressed and hit rock bottom. I didn't leave my house at all and I was crying most of the day. I had nothing to eat but I was also thinking, what for? Fortunately, the wife of my mother's friend came to see me at my house and when she found me in that situation, she offered me her support. She told me that I was always welcome in her home and that I would never be short of food. It encouraged me to move on. I got my first income when a friend of mine was going to move and she needed to fix her apartment. When you move here in Germany, you need to clean everything thoroughly and fix the details. Then she told me that if I didn't care, she could give me that money if I cleaned instead of paying some company. Obviously, I accepted. Cleaning is a decent job, and if there is something my mother taught me well, it's to clean everything very well. So I did it, and the money they gave me, I kept it, and I never told my now ex-partner. After a while, that same friend called me and told me that she wanted to talk to me because she had another job offer. I thought she was going to offer me some cleaning again, so I went to see her. And when I arrived, my surprise was that they offered me a job to prospect clients in the Mexican market. Thanks to that, I was able to leave my ex, who kept threatening me to deporting me. Before leaving him for good, my mother and my ex-brother went to Germany to spend Christmas. As the house was very small, my mother stayed with her friend and his brother stayed at her house for a week. I remember that before my mother came to visit me, she told me to give him another chance, to understand it and that we are a young couple, that surely this was going to go away. But after staying with us and realizing that he did not care about anything more than he himself, she told me that whatever I wanted, she would support me. The brother who was supposed to stay a week, because in a week they would give him his apartment, turned that week into two weeks. Then, 
into a month and so on until he moved with us. They were very dirty and expected that I clean all the mess. So our relationship was getting worse and worse. I couldn't take it anymore. And after a while working, I decided that I no longer wanted to continue in that relationship. While I was looking for a place to live, and since it was not convenient to sign a contract because of my situation, my ex-partner from the farm offered to rent me a room that he would live for a while. And there I went with a suitcase and well, with what I was wearing. And at first they had offered it to me for free. But after a month, I was dying of shame and began to pay rent informally. Then my ex-business partner separated from his wife at the time and asked me to testify against her to take custody of their daughter. And since I didn't want to, he took revenge by stealing valuables and important papers like my passport. He wrote to me via WhatsApp saying that until I testified against his ex-wife, he would not return my things. They were both my friends and I didn't want to act against anyone. But since he stole my things, I went to the police with all the messages where he confessed to having taken my things and all surprise, they blamed me. They told me that I shouldn't have moved to a house without a contract and that they couldn't do anything for me. And not only that, they also suggested that I move out of there immediately because someone who was capable of something like that could do worse things to me. I had just been left without a home and although my former partner's ex gave me shelter, we were many people in a very small house, so I had to look for an apartment and it was impossible to pay for it alone, so I resigned myself to looking for a roommate until my work contract ended and returned to Mexico. In 2018, I moved in with who would be my daughter's father. He was looking to share an apartment and the first ad I saw was in a Facebook group, Mexicanas in Colonia and Surroundings. I sent him a message and I was the first to contact him. I told for the group that he was Mexican. I no longer wanted anything with foreigners, but before we met to show the apartment, he called me and I heard a Spanish accent. He's a Spanish, a year older than me, and when we met, he was working as a driver for a fixed books subcontract company. So he was away a lot of time and wanted to share an apartment with someone responsible who would take care of the apartment while he was away. He showed me the apartment, we liked each other, but there was no loving purpose at the beginning. He had a time without a girlfriend and I dated two guys, but in a matter of weeks, I totally finished with both of them because neither of them made me feel the way Luis made me feel when he was at home and we lived together. Later on, my baby's pregnancy, deliverance, and subsequent paperwork were a total nightmare. I was diagnosed 
with gestational diabetes and since I did not want to be injected with insulin, I could hardly eat anything. At four months of pregnancy, we went to Mexico. They did more studies on me and I never had gestational diabetes. It seems that it's a very common trick with migrant mothers, first time over 35, to bleed insurance with consultations, products and medicines that you do not need. During the delivery that was at the beginning of the pandemic, despite having filled out thousands of forms with what we wanted and not wanted during labor, they refused to give me an epidural, oxytocin or anything, so they had me in labor for 24 hours. In the end, we insisted so much that they agreed to give me an epidural, but the rest, nothing. My baby was born on April 11. Being a holiday, they would not let us leave the hospital, nor could we receive visits. The nurses were rude, and they did not help me at all. Then came the drama of the birth certificate. I had been separated from my ex since July 2017, and with the divorce in course since March 18, but since there was still no final divorce sentence, my baby would legally be the daughter of my still husband, a completely illogical madness. So we, the father of my daughter, had to acknowledge paternity, my still husband had to deny paternity, and anyway, until there was a final divorce decree, she was still the daughter of my ex. Then, my daughter had no name or nationality, as if she did not exist. In December of 2020, after much pressure from the civil registry, the divorce hearing took place and due to occasions, it was final until mid-March 2021. Now, we are just waiting to finish building our house in Mexico so we can move in. We get fed up with incoherent laws, officials who have no common sense or empathy, a system that oppresses taxpayers. They take around 45% of your salary in taxes, where social benefits are for those who do not work. Not even the public school really exists. If you work, you pay for everything. And well, the weather and the food also have an influence. country and Luis already loves it. All the little details that make your daily life lighter, such as people who always serve you with a smile, the music in everywhere, the noise of people talking and laughing, the food, the weather. In the future I plan to be in charge of the branch of my firm in Mexico. He will stay at home until naturalization and we want to found an import-export company between Mexico and Europe Asia and a management office. We have been engaged since 2019, both the accountant and the notary advise us to get married after he has naturalized Mexican. My family is happy to have me back, despite at first, especially my dad, he was against it because Mexico is very dangerous, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I am more afraid here on the street with the homeless and crazy people who are loose and uncontrolled than with the ones in Mexico. From this experience, I learned that people lie, a lot, 
the bragging that they live in Germany is nothing more than a reflection of Mexican malinchismo. That the one who is a parakeet is not green wherever he wants. And there are places where the system does not allow you to stand out or grow as you could in Mexico. And yet, I think that everything happened as it should have happened to be where, I'm, where I am now. You were listening to Mujer Vagabunda's special season of Migrant Stories, Raising Awareness of Migrant Day, celebrated in December 18. The stories are real. The names were changed to protect their personal privacy and identities, and all the stories were published with the consent of the teller. You were listening to Mujer Vagabunda's special season of Migrant Stories, raising awareness of Migrant Day, celebrated in December 18. The stories are real. The names were changed to protect their personal privacy and identities, and all the stories were published with the consent of the teller.